Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio, live at Radio Row in the heart of sunny Southern California. What a treat this is. Man, I mean, I get a chance to interview a guy who you see him now on those sleep number commercials, right? He's got a new book out. And in childhood memories, look, for people who, you get a map. I grew up in a city called Orange, California. You've heard of Orange County? There's actually a city called Orange. If you know anything about Orange County, it's south of Los Angeles, and Anaheim Stadium where the L.A. Rams used to play, that's in Anaheim. Anaheim abuts, that bumps up next to the city of Orange. Matter of fact, on the roof of my parents' house, you can see the fireworks from Disneyland, and you used to be able to see the fireworks from, they still fire them off, at Anaheim Stadium where now the Angels, Angels play. Um, and in my lifetime, my childhood, there were... Maybe three superstars in Southern California. Magic Johnson, Oral Hershiser, and Eric Dickerson, right? It wasn't just the 2,000-yard running season. He had the rec specs, the upright running style. He was a bigger-than-life figure. And now he's got this new book out. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Eric Dickerson, how are you? I'm good. How you doing, Greg? Good. Um, there's there's a there's a, a lot I want to get to. I want to actually start and go backwards with the book. Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot of people when they have a pitch, we do it at the end, we throw it in. I got you. But there's a lot to your career. When did you start working on it? Was it during COVID and you were bored? Oh. And you sat down. You're like, all right, I'm getting it all out. I'm, I'm emptying the clip. Uh, man, it's way before COVID. I started to, I started talking about this book 15 years ago uh, with a guy uh, that was a writer from uh, Indianapolis. He was a, a, a wrote poetry at, at IU. And uh, he said, Eric, man, we just sitting there. He said, man, you got such great stories. He said, I'm going to come down one day. I'm just going to write some stuff and just dictate it. I said, okay. So that's kind of how I started. And he, he passed away in a fire. And he sent me it. I sent me all the manuscripts. And then. Wait, wait. Your original writer passed away in a fire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a wow. Yep. That's a wow. And so finally, I, you know, I had it I had it in my office. And I never did anything with it. And then my friend Gustavo Miguel, uh, he had read some of it. And, we, I, and some of the stories I told him, he said, Eric, man, you need to do a book, man. He said, your, your, your life is so interesting. Agreed. And so I said, okay. I said, well, find me a writer. Find me a guy. So he, he found me one guy. What We thought we had a couple of guys. And you know how you, you, you know, when you talk, you want it to sound just like you. Correct. So one guy wrote something. I read it. And I won't forget. It was like, oh, and I said, you know, golly, we, gee whiz. I'm like, oh, hell no. That's not how I sound. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how I sound. So then he, he said, Eric, I got a guy. He said, I read a book about a guy named Greg Hanlon. And it was a, it was a topic that was very boring, but he made it very interesting. And so, okay, so I talked to Greg, and we talked, and he said, Eric, I'd love to, tr- you know, to try to write your book. I, I think I do a great job. And finally, he wrote me a draft, and I read it. I said, it sounds just like me. I said, this is the guy. And so that's how we got started. It took about three and a half years, really, to get it, get it from start to finish. Wow. Um, and, and let me paint the picture for what it was like in, in my memory, okay? In the 80s, the Lakers were the biggest things on earth. <laughs> the Dodgers were great. The Angels were actually good in in in, uh, in eighty seven. They lost to the Red Sox. The Raiders won the run the Whoa. Super Bowl, right? Yep, yep. And 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 in the NFL, 
your team was not your quarterback. Your team was your running back, That's right? That's it. That's it. Because it was, and yes, Joe Montana was, but it was also Roger Craig. And um, and yes, it was Jim Plunkett, but it was Marcus, Marcus Allen, Allen and then Marcus Allen, Bo Jack. But the Marcus Allen run in Tampa in the Super Bowl was the most famous moment. And like you kind of go team by team, and we talk about all the time. The Seahawks were Kurt Warner, right? Yes, yep. they had Steve Lawrence, but it was Kurt Warner. Everybody had, and and so. Um, and you were, it wasn't just that you were a great player. You were taller, literally taller than everybody, <laughs> yeah. right? And you ran upright, and you had a big personality, like a naturally a big personality. And you came kind of out of Texas where, you know, football. What was your existence like in Los Angeles? Because remember, you're playing in Orange County. is a little bit different. Uh, the NFL was viewed a little bit differently. What was your existence like during that time when it was star after star after star all playing for these L.A.-based sports teams? Well, you know, really, I, I didn't think about being a star. You know, when I, when I came to L.A., um, I just wanted to be a good football player. I went to be a great football player, and I had a chance to start meeting stars, and that was like, wow! I won't forget I was our doctor was Dr. Curlin, and I'd never been to a Laker game. That's Curlin Joe, by oh, the way. Joe, right? Yeah, yeah. So he says, "Eric, you want to go to a basketball game?" I say, "Sure." So the guy said, "Man, Dr. Curlin sits on the floor." I didn't know what the floor was, so I go to the Laker game, and I see man, Magic comes over, Kareem, and uh, James Worthy. They're coming over to, to me, you, yeah, right. to me, shaking my hand, and then they announce, and I get a standing ovation. I'm like, "Oh my God, I'm embarrassed." And I'm like, "Dang!" So that was kind of my first inkling of being a star in L.A. Then I went to, I won't forget, I went to a restaurant I used to go to on Friday nights called Nikki Blair's. And uh, I saw Nikki was the owner and I look over and I say, that's Clint Eastwood. I said, Nikki, is that? He said, yeah. He said, Eric, he'd love to meet you. I said, no. Nah. He said, no, come over meet Clint. So as I walk over, when I get close to him, he say, hey, Eric, how you doing? I said, I'm a big fan. I said, oh, Mr. Eastwood, I'm a big fan. So <laughs> that is just kind of how it kind of evolved around L.A. And I didn't look at myself as being a star, you know, because one thing was, we were in Orange County. You're right. Orange yeah. County is outside of L.A. Yes. To me, the stars were in L.A. You yes. know? And we played in Orange County and um, you know, Greg, I mean, I tell say this much. I mean, I love playing for the Rams. I used to love it. You know, I just wish I could I wish I could have had my whole career there, but it didn't work out like that. Well, there was there was a lot. There, there's a lot people don't remember about the old ownership oh, with Georgia oh. Frontieri. Yeah. They don't remember where the NFL was. And 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 uh, let's uh in the book. Mm-hmm. Do you talk about SMU? Of course, of course, I talk about SMU. So, okay, so do, do we get real with with the, with the cars and with the, with the cash, or are we going to do the thirty for thirty? Like, man, I don't know how that's that, that's good. Well, first of all, I talk about everything, but let me tell you something. Yes, I talk about the car, and yes, my grandmother bought that car for real. Let me explain this story, to okay? You so, so you'll know it. It's, it's in the book. So you, you, you it's a Trans Am, right? It's a trans gold Trans Am. Yeah, I mean, it was like it wasn't smoking the band. It was the black Trans Am. Eric Dickerson was the, the gold, gold the Trans Am, and the car cost fourteen thousand five hundred dollars. I remember the price of the car. So I saw the car. It was at uh, Leo Johnning and Pontiac, right off the 10 freeway. And I stopped by it a couple times, looked at it, and I, my, my, I told my mother about it. She said, oh, okay. And so um, some of the A&M boosters knew that I liked their car. So my grandmother, which is my grandmother lives in Houston. Now, this is not my lady who raised me. I was adopted by my great-great-aunt. People think that was my grandmother. My grandmother my grandfather lived in Houston. So they said, okay, Eric, said, we're going to meet you over at Leo Johnning. And I said, okay. So we drove down, looking at the car. And I just, you know, walking around looking at other cars, and they came out and said, okay, here you go, the keys. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> Take it. And I didn't find this out till later, because I, I, I think I was, I was still in the NFL. I retired from the NFL. And uh, Johnny Mae Shavers is my grandmother's name. My, my grandfather's name is Horace Shavers. I said, Mom, Johnny Mae, how did that car come about? She said, oh, Eric, I'll tell you how that car came about. She said, we bought the car. She said, we bought the car. A&M gave us the money back for the car. Sure. That's how the car got paid for. So, like I said, my grandmother bought the car. <laughs> well, you, you weren't lying. You just admitted just a slight. It's a slight, <laughs> slight, that, that slight was it. Um, the Rex Spec goggles. Mm-hmm. 
How, what what is your 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 vision issue? Is what terrible? Let's put it like this. I don't even know. It's all hard. Like 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 read something like, like this. No, like or if, I, if it... I take these glasses off, I can't see far away at all. I okay. Mean, so for me to try to play football without glasses was was crazy. I mean, I had to wear my school glasses when I started for my school glasses when I started, first started playing. But you know, the Rex Rex became like. I guess for synonymous with me, and yes. I, I hated them things, man, because they would fog up. You know, they would, they, they protect your eyes, but I couldn't see, and I couldn't wear my school glasses anymore. So they came up with Rex Specs, you know, and and I got a pair, and they just they became famous. Upright running style, right? Like so, so Roger Craig had the high knee, mm-hmm. right? And you yours was upright, and it was it seemed. Wait, you can't run through dudes <laughs> upright. They're gonna. Did did people tell you you're gonna get hurt? Like what? I, I heard that all the time, man. You know, I won't forget we played the uh, Saints uh, after my rookie year, and um, I, we, we was at the Pro Bowl with Ricky Jackson. We sitting on us a wall that we sit on and talk. He said, Eric, he said, man, I got to tell you, man. He said, I want to tell you something. He said, we played you. He said, we saw you on film, and he said. And that's they had the Soul Patrol. They, you know, the Saints would hit. Yeah. He said, oh, we're going to break his big ass. He runs pretty. We're going yeah. to break him down. And he said, man, I got to say, the harder we hit you, the harder you ran. He said, it was crazy to us. He said, you, and you really wasn't running upright. And, I, and that was the thing. People thought I was running upright. Yeah. The only time I ran upright, when I got an open field. Now it's time to get upright. That, that, was, that was my style. Uh, it was your style. You also had the Jerry Curl working. Had the Jerry Curl working, yeah. Okay, so how, what, what, what is that like in terms of getting ready for a game? You got sweat. You got activator, right? This is uh, you know, What do you know about the activator? Come on, like, man. You had, some, you, had, you, had, you, had, you had some activator? Yes. You had, you had a lot of stuff going man, on. Like, was, how much, like, you, yeah, and you know how football coaches are. They're probably like, man, you're worried too much about your hair. You get that stuff on your hands. You can't hold on to a football. I didn't, I didn't worry about my hair. I didn't because, you know, I, the, the, like you'd wash your hair after the game. You put the activator on it and be curly again. That was it. I mean, and boom. You, and before the game, look, I was getting ready for a football game. This, this is old school football. You worry about I how know, you I know, but, but old but, school football, but, to have you, to have a Jerry you, curl, you know there's football guys like, man, he's pretty. He cares too much about his hair. <laughs> no. You know? I mean, you know what I cared more about? My uniform. My uniform look. That's what I want. I want to look good in that uniform. Okay, 29. Did you want that number? Uh, you know the story about that either? No. Okay, so when I got drafted, you know, I was 19 in college. Yes. So I was number 19. When I got drafted, um, I got to the Rams. I said, I said, you know, you meet with the trainer. I said, well, I want number 19. He said, you can't wear that. That's a quarterback's number. I yeah. said, okay, well, what can I have? He said, you can have we had 29, 25, 32, and 34. I said, well, I'll just take number 25. I said, okay. So in the L.A. Times, you look it up, I'm holding up number 25 on draft day. So when I get back, my best friend says, man, so what number, what number did you take? We're talking. He picked me up. I Who is said, it? My best friend, Charles Drayton. He okay. lives in Orange. He's my best friend. He's living in Orange County. He said, what number did you take? I said, I took 29. No, I took 25. He said, 25? Why you take that? That's a slow-ass number. Why you take that number? I said, what numbers they have? And I told him, I said, 29, 20. He said, why you take 29? I'm like, oh, yeah, man. So, man, I could not sleep the night that night. I, 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 I said, I got to change my number. I couldn't hardly sleep. So I called back to the Rams the next morning. I said, hey, Mr. Hewitt, I want to change my number. He said, well, Eric, I'm sorry, but, you know, you're in L.A. Times, hold on number 25, so you got to wear 25. So you know what? I'm not coming in. He said, you'll be 29. That's how I became 29. <laughs> hey, Eric Dixon, listen, I, I know you got to run. You got this whole thing. Um, I, I do want to ask you, like, the Rams now, you never would have left, right? Because oh man. Well, listen, let me again. People forget Georgia Frontieri, like 
she she wouldn't wouldn't pay you, right? That was that was the issue. And now you have an owner that puts six billion dollars <laughs> or five billion dollars into a stadium. He paid a billion dollars to St. Louis so that he could get out of St. Louis, right? And he's bringing in more stars, the better. Like this is what you always wanted. You know, I always wanted to play for for a good owner. You know, back in those days, Eddie D. Bartolo was the guy to play for at the 49ers. Sure. I mean, I wish I could have played for a guy like them, him. But you know, we didn't have that. And it's not all about George. It was more about John Shaw. And John Shaw was the guy running the team. And John Shaw was, you know, when, when you hear things later is that the Rams didn't have the money. But, I mean, look, people thought I was asking for all this money. I was just trying to get paid fairly. I was making $150,000. You know, at one point, the highest I made with the Rams was, was four hundred. I mean, so, and running backs, guys that were drafted no, you, after me were making eight hundred, nine hundred. And I mean, you and you were the fran- people have to understand running backs were the franchise back you, then, you, right? You, you were the franchise back in those days. And and one thing is, when the media wrote something back in those days, people believed it. We had no we had no Twitter, we had no Instagram, we had no way of telling our story. So when a beat writer wrote something for the team, well, they ain't gonna write in our favor; they're gonna write in the team's favor. Sure. So that, that so that's that's how I got crucified. You 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 also took a hard stance against Jeff Fisher and his offense, right? You said change needed to be happened, and Sean McVay has changed things. Like, you were right, okay? <laughs> but McVay wasn't great in the last Super Bowl. What do you want to see from Sean McVay's team on Sunday? Well, I don't say, you know, you know, in that Super Bowl, there was a lot of things going on in that Super Bowl. I just felt like that, and honestly, I said this for we didn't have the right guy at quarterback. That, 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 I mean, to me, that, that, that was it. And we didn't run the football like we should have. That was the first Super Bowl. In this game here, I feel like that we have the right guy at quarterback. I think we have the right – I knew we have the right coach for sure. And I think we have the right defense. What I want to see is if we don't turn the football over – I've said this the last – three weeks. If we don't turn the football over, we control the football game and we win the game easily. I'll say that Sunday for Sunday's game. Don't turn the ball over, we win this game easily. The book is Watch My My Smoke. It's the great Eric Dickerson, the Hall of Famer, the upright running style, the Rex Specs, the Jerry Curl, the the Trans Am. It's all all in the book. E, thanks so much for joining us. It's an honor and a pleasure. Thanks. Good seeing you, man. Pleasure is all mine. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, we got a, a bunch of things to get to, including would LeBron James leave L.A. in order to play with Bronny? Give me my thoughts in a second. But first, quality sleep is more important than ever as we balance life and health in 2022. It's essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. How do you resolve to achieve quality sleep and get almost 100 hours more proven quality sleep per year? Sleepers who routinely use their Sleep Number 360 smart bed features get almost 100 hours more proven quality sleep per year. What would you do with all that energy you have? For 100 more hours of proven quality sleep, you'd spend more time with your family. You'd meditate more, exercise more. You just feel better, don't you? Right? It's reasonable. Proven quality sleep, life-changing sleep. It starts with sleep number adjustability. It's time for sleep number's ultimate sleep number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed Plus. Special financing for limited time only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash Doug subject credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. Remember, sleepnumber.com slash Doug for details. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, live at Radio Row. Akbar Bajabia Mia, Bia Mia, Milia, Milia, 
joins us. Akbar joins us. American Ninja Warrior. Oh, that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. San Diego State, stud, host of the talk on CBS. Akbar will join us uh, upcoming in, I don't know, like 10 minutes. I want to get to this. The rumored interest began circling, uh, began circulating last week how the NBA world is left to wonder whether father and son team up would be with the Lakers or somewhere else. LeBron likes L.A. This is from B.J. Winhorse. Uh, uh, B.J. Brian Winhorse. B.J. Winhorse is a friend of my mine played at Drake. Brian Winhorse told Maxim's Chris Sheridan, LeBron likes L.A., likes raising his family in L.A. His post-career businesses are in L.A., are in L.A., but he's made it very clear he wants to play with his son. If that situation is available outside of L.A., he'll pursue it. Winhorst continued. Uh, Jason Stewart, what do you hear when you, when you hear that? I hear that they're going to play together at some point, that LeBron is determined to do so. I guess the question that I have for you is, is Bronny, is, is he like a, a lottery talent? Is he a non-drafted talent? Like, I don't know where he falls on the spectrum of, of talent here, NBA-wise. And LeBron would be one of those guys, I think, that would force the NBA to change the, 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 the uh, rule where you have to stay out for a year. I, I see that coming. What do you think, uh, Dan, Dan Byer? I don't know how logistically it works. To Jason's question, I have an answer of my own. I think it improves Bronny's stock immeasurably in the draft. If you were to say, we draft Bronny James, then LeBron could come over as a free agent because that's where he would want to go. And that would be the only way that I think that they could figure out a way to arrange uh, playing together without completely fixing the lottery or the draft. Bronny is a junior. In high school. So this is three years away, right? Minimum three years away from happening. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a disaster of epic proportions if you're the Lakers. Because this is LeBron trying to exercise leverage three years in advance of it happening. Now, you can tell me whatever you want to tell me about LeBron and how great he looks at 37. And he's a freak of nature. He's amazing. He's not going to be nearly the same when he's 40 years old. Okay? And this is LeBron saying that I want to stay here, but I only want to stay here if I can play with my son, which would mean you're not competitive. You're not going to be competitive if you have to play a Bronny James. Who, to answer your question, is he ultimately an NBA player? Maybe. Is he a lottery pick? Nope. Not, not close, not yet. He's a good player. He's got a grown man body in, as a junior in high school, like really grown man body. Um, and he's good and like a recruitable athlete and would play at a relatively high level. And I, I'm guessing, you know, he'll end up playing, if he plays one year in college, he'll play at a very, very high level. But uh, th- th- this, is, this is, again, this is the problem with LeBron. Is LeBron, this is putting yourself above winning. Right, this is putting yourself, and, and I'm sure LeBron would probably, if you asked him, be like, look, he didn't have to play the whole game, but I just want him on the team, just want to play, you know, on the same team. Like, that's great. Okay. Um, what's the biggest problem with the Lakers this year, Jason Stewart? Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll, I'll say Russell Westbrook ah! with one name. Who decided that Russell Westbrook would be a good fit with the Lakers? Stan Byer. Uh, LeBron James. Thank you. Okay. So you have a spectacularly talented, very bright, basketball player who is a awful judge of talent and fit okay and he's and and if and this story like 
it doesn't get out unless they want to get it out. This is LeBron's camp setting it up to where they're leveraging the Lakers. Like, if you lose LeBron, it's because if I'm the Lakers, I'm like, oh, this is sweet. Bye. Bye, Felicia. This is amazing. The Clippers, on the other hand, three years from now, are going to have a brand new arena. Okay? And are about winning. The Lakers... LeBron's going to hold him hostage and say, like, look, if you want to be on Team LeBron, you want LeBron to retire as a Laker, you got to draft and play Bronny James. In no part is any of that report like LeBron wants to win and only win and just win. And I do believe that LeBron in his DNA, even coming to L.A., which was called to question, wants to only win the game and, and win an NBA championship. But this is uh, that's a disaster because it's a no-win. Like, if you're Genie, Buss, and the Lakers— you know, the longer you keep LeBron, the more you're going to have to keep LeBron happy with signing players represented by his agency, LeBron controlling who's coaching, how they're playing, all this other stuff. And you want me to draft Bronny James? And, oh, yeah, by the way, LeBron will want to play a couple, a year or two years with him at 40 years old. Who knows if LeBron can even move at 40 years old? Like, when it goes, it goes. He already can't guard anybody. Whew. This This could be a disaster or it could be Genie. This is a, a parachute somebody's thrown at you. But if we know anything about the Lakers, they'll give him a huge new contract and be all in because they can't say goodbye to their stars, right? That's what happened with Kobe Bryant. And, and even Kobe, the late Kobe, I mean, you talk to him. He even would admit, like, his last year, he was awful. But he wanted to finish out as strong as he could. He did the best he could. He just His body had nothing left. I, I, that does not sound like good basketball to me. In any way. Let's get to Dan Byer and find out what's going on. DB, what do you got? Doug, a big uh, news day in the NBA. We start out in D.C. where Wizards guard Bradley Beal's season is over. Undergoing season-ending surgery to repair a torn ligament in his wrist. Hasn't played since late January. Wizards right now a game back of the Atlanta Hawks for the 10th and final spot for the play-in tournament in the Eastern Conference. A couple of trades in the NBA today as the Pacers dealt star forward Demontis Sabonis to the Kings. That will bring Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald to Indiana. Pacers also getting Tristan Thompson and his contract as part of the deal. Jeremy Lamb and Justin Holiday on their way to Sacramento. The Pelicans acquired Trailblazers guard C.J. McCollum in a seven-player trade that also sends a protected first-round pick to Portland. Larry Nance and Tony Snell also go to New Orleans as part of that trade. Dodgers pitcher Trevor Bauer will not face any criminal charges after a woman allegedly, uh, a woman alleged he physically assaulted her during their romantic encounters. Major League Baseball, though, could still hand punishment to Bauer as they continue their investigation into the matter. Check out the latest lines of the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is Super Bowl week. The Bengals are now in Los Angeles for the game on Sunday against the Rams. Titans today gave head coach Mike Vrabel and GM John Robinson and contract extensions. Doug, back to you. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, let's um, let's discuss this. The, the you got the Trevor Bauer thing is interesting, but the 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 trades today, Dan. Okay, so the Pacers, the the Pacers now have uh, they trade away Karis Levert, mm-hmm. right? And then that was weird. They traded away Karis Levert to the Cavs. So we all thought that well, they're 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 dumping 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 games, and then they go out and get who today? They got well. The, the Pacers got Tyrese Halliburton as part of that deal. Wow, he's good. Kind of a bit bit of a rebuild for Indiana. Yeah, play with the younger players and Buddy yeah. and Buddy Heald. Yes. 
The question is, do they hang on to Buddy Heald, or do they move him again before... Today's Tuesday, right? Yes. The days do run together. Thursday's trade deadline. Akbar Baja Biamilla, Biamilla joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Akbar, I'm so sorry, man. I, I, I'm terrible with your last name. I, I, but you know what? You, you know what, though? You, let, let me just say this, Doug. You, you really committed to it. Yes. And you really didn't pronounce it wrong. It was just, uh, it was a little American. Yes. Um, but as Baja Biamilla, you said Milia, but you got, you, you got through the, like, 95% of it. <laughs> so that was cool, man. That's cool. You got it right. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Like Radio Rose, kind of, we, we feel like we're the first people on the frontier here planting our flag in the ground. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little desolate. The, we, the crowd what does it bu- look like out there? Um, I mean, you, have you been to Radio Row on a Monday normally? I know today's Tuesday. Have you ever been on a Monday? No, no, I've never been to. Actually, no, I lied. I have been to a Radio Row because I used to uh, do a show on Radio Row. And, yeah, you're right. It, 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 it's slow. Tuesday, you know, there's some stragglers. Wednesday, there's a little bit of uh, some movement. Thursday, it's full-on push. Friday, it's nuts. Yes. So this feels like Sunday before Monday, before okay, Tuesday, okay. before Wednesday. Right. My, buyer, my, my underselling how it, it's a little sparse in here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It'll grow. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll, it, it, it'll, it's it, bigger than yesterday. More, it, more people than yesterday. It, it, it will grow. I, I want to ask you about, about a couple diff- different things. Uh, first, what... Look, and I know you don't always put on the analyst hat because you do so many other things like the talk and like Ninja Warrior, but um, there's there's two very different types of build with these NFL teams, right? You have the Rams, yep. who they went out and let's forget draft picks. Let's just go and get some dudes and, and make a run at it. You got the Bengals, who they did. They rebuilt their defense with free agency. They drafted very well on offense, but it's a, a little bit more mom-and-pop shop sort of thing which team and which style are you more drawn to? I'm more drawn to, look, I'm from L.A., from the city of stars and cars, you know. Like, I'm more uh, attracted to the sex appeal of the Rams. I love the little mid-season rush that they made, and it was aggressive, too, if you think about it. Um, and let me even go back before then. Matthew Stafford, I mean, that was a lot of hope and pride and Everything that they put into Matthew Stafford, there's a lot of belief in his ability. But then you support that with obviously getting Odell in the defensively. You know I'm a defensive dude. Yep. So I love the idea of having Von Miller and Aaron Donald defensively. They just didn't just play to you know uh, McVay's offensive side. They wanted to be a 360 team. Like They wanted to go all the way around, the three parts of the team. They wanted to be able to go uh, and dominate all three phases. Yeah, no, it's 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 fascinating. I mean, and look, growing up in L.A., I mean, it's just really interesting on how, you know, a decade ago, it seems like there was a dream of, hey, we're going to put a couple of teams in L.A., we're going to build this ridiculous stadium. And you know what? They spent a bunch of money. They bought both teams in. And now they have a Kroenke home team. making that money, uh, let's, let's be honest, Kroenke made a heck of an investment. It came at the right time. And then here we are, Super Bowl 56. And his, his his Rams are are in the Super Bowl. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better venue, a better city, a be- better weather, uh, and a and a better team. Um, but I'm not sleeping. I'm not sleeping on the Bengals though. Um, they're like the dude in the hood that you know you think he's kind of dressed down. He doesn't dress like a you know kind of like he's tough. And all of a sudden, you you go barking at him. And he pops you right in the mouth, you know, like that 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 kid that you know. Sometimes people think they can bully, and then yeah. he turns around, pops you in the mouth, and you go, "Oh!" And the Bengals, they can do that. 
you know, my brother, who, by the way, he was the one who called me and told me that you'd be great. You got to get in. Got to get. Got to get Akbar in, in, in the media. My, my brother. This is a true story. He was kind of a little kid growing up, and we lived in New you York. You are Greg. For, yes. So yeah, we lived. Okay. We lived in New York. My my dad. They. My dad resigned at UW Milwaukee, and it was like a year. We lived in New York with my grandparents, and he was being bullied at his elementary school. And my dad said, I'll give you five bucks if you punch that kid in the nose. And one day my brother came home, and he goes, Dad, you owe me $5. And all of a sudden he's like, why do I owe you $5? And then the phone rang because he got suspended for punching a kid in the nose because he was getting getting bullied. So I do know exactly what you're talking about, the little torpy kid that punches you in the nose because he doesn't want to get, get, get bullied anymore. By the way, you're joining us on behalf of Experian, which is bringing financial power to all, including helping saving money on building credit and finding the best rates in auto insurance. Your first car was what? My first car was a Pontiac Sunfire, believe it or not. And my mom and dad bought that for me my senior year at San Diego State. And I took that with me and drove it my rookie year um, in the NFL. And, uh, of course, you know, I got made fun of. But I was, I was really trying to. In that first year, I came in as an undrafted free agent. And I was just trying to save money, man. And I was just like, look, I don't know how long this is going to last. So I wanted to save money in. You know, that mentality is really what kind of helped my partnership with Experian. Experian is kind of all in in trying to help people save money by building up their credit. And, you know, this partnership, has, you know, for me has been, you know, several years now. And, and I'm just so adamant about being able to help people this way. People go, well, how do you save money with credit? Well, obviously, it gives you access. And when you have that access with a strong credit, and, and that's why Experian is launching. I've, I've talked about Boost, Experience Boost, where you can boost your credit before, you know, by submitting your utility bills or even your, your streaming services, right? You pay those bills on time, you get boosted. They're now launching Experian Go. And Experian Go can essentially help you boost your uh, or get your credit profile up if you've never had one. And so for people who've never had any type of credit history, they call them like credit invisible. Mm -hmm. They can now be seen with Experian Go. And and within minutes, you can get an Experian credit report. Um, And to me, this is a game changer because so many people need that access to be able to make those changes. Um, When were you pitched American Ninja Warrior? Woo! 2013. It was after my first year, um, and I can't believe it's going to be. I'm going into my tenth year filming American Ninja Warrior, and uh, gosh, I can't. This is this is the longest I've ever had a job. Uh, but it was right after my first year uh, on the NFL Network. Okay, so so they pitched it to you, and it had been going for a couple of years, right? I think it started yeah, in '09, right on like the game cha- uh, game show channel, or whatever. Um, so when you watched it, did you were you like immediately drawn to? Because I mean, I'll be honest with you. Once you kind of got in there, and it got on NBC, it I mean, it became a household. I mean, there's my, my kids have attended American Ninja Warrior birthday parties, right? Like it's a thing. It's a thing. It, like, there's a whole it, generation. It's a crazy. Okay, so but when when they first pitched it to you, were you like, what is this? And then you went, what, like, what was your a, a real immediate reaction? 
So the real immediate action was, you know, if you're living in Los Angeles, going on auditions is kind of a thing. You go out on an audition, and you go out to this audition, and they send you the stuff. And, of course, I lied and said I had heard about it, but I hadn't heard about it. Um, and I went out there, and I just couldn't connect with it, to be honest with you. Um, and I was still kind of coming off my NFL arrogance. Like, I played the top sport in American and, you know, in American sports. And uh, so I just said, you know what? I'm going to do kind of my WWE shtick. Like, yeah. I'm a huge WWE fan. So I just went in there, had fun during the audition, and I was just like, yep, I'm out. I'm gone. I didn't even think in a million years they were going to call me back. Two weeks later, I get the call back. You're going to be the host uh, of American Ninja Warrior. And 10 years later, we're on season 14, still the number one um, you know, show on, you know, on NBC in sports competition category. So it's pretty cool. It's really cool. Um, what's the ideal, this is, uh, what's the ideal size for guys, right? Cause if you're, if you're heavy, all that stuff you're doing with your arms, it's just, it's too much, too much body mass. Right. But you do, you can't be too little because some of those little dudes that are like, almost like gymnasts, they don't have the long arms. That's, that's the, like, what's, what's the ideal body type? For the American Well, Ninja you are. I think you are, because if I'm not mistaken, you're what, 5'7", five, 5'8"? Five, wow. 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 Did, I thought oh, we were did, friends. Did, wow. Did, 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 okay, 5'9". Wow. You're no, not I'm 6 a, feet. Yes, I am. I, are yes, you? Yes, I am. Yes. Yes. Okay, you know what? You, you, you my know brother, what? It, my it, brother's my brother's like a 5'9 sort of dude. He's two inches shorter than me. I'm like five eleven and a half, bare feet, six one in shoes. That's, that's okay. I take you back. I apologize. That's it's um, okay. You, so so five <laughs> five nine five nine. A yeah, yeah. little bit longer five, arms than than the normal five five nine guy, and then and then you got to be lean, right? You got to be lean, but you know, look, but there's no excuses. We've had guys like Cameron Wembley come on. Um, he's been the only NFL player to to hit a buzzer um, right, and then I came right after him. Um, but it, we're the only two football players that have ever done. We've had guys like Brendan Ayamadejo and yes, Jordan Babino. Freak athlete. We've had guys, yeah, we've had guys come out and uh, Weatherford came out and pulled up and said, "Oh, my back hurts. My back hurts." <laughs> like, okay, yeah, you're scared of the course, but uh, it, it is. It is. It plays to more of the gymnast body type. Yep. But you know, anyone can come out, we, and I think that's why people love Ninja Warrior. We've had people as young as 15, 16 try the course. And we've had them as old as seventy years old, so it, it does really play to anyone. So there is no excuse. You can you can kind of YouTube my run when I did it back in twenty eighteen. Um, anyone can do it. You made it up to Mega Wall? Uh, not the Mega Wall. Hold on, man. You know, once you get forty plus, you start thinking about self preservation. <laughs> I've already torn my Achilles once. I wasn't trying to do it again. Not the Mega Wall. The Warp Wall. I did up the Warp Wall, which is thirteen and a half feet. Um, oh, 14 and a half feet, but the mega wall is 18 feet. I'm cool. All right. You can do, do, do the warp wall, not the mega wall. That That's good enough for me. Akbar, thanks so much for joining us on behalf of Experian. Appreciate you joining us, and uh, there will be no more days of the going to the auditions and just, just hoping to get a call back. Uh, you have, if, you, if no one's told you, you've officially made it, my friend. We'll talk soon. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. That's uh, Akbar Bajabiamiya who joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm going to renew my rivalry with John Ramos in the Name That Bengal game. That's next, but first, 
Bed River Sportsbook wants you to wants to invite you to discover the complete sports betting experience. Now, the foundation of that experience is a massive number of betting options on nearly every regulated sporting event around the world. Add on top of that live streaming of sports every day. There's almost always a live match to watch on Bet River Sportsbook right on your phone. Bet Rivers features top tier customer service, ready to answer your questions anytime, day or night. Plus, they got the unique rush pay system. Bet River Sportsbook can authorize most withdrawal requests instantly, and customer satisfaction is always their number one priority. Bet Rivers will match your first deposit up to $250. Now, unlike some other sports books, Bet Rivers only requires a one time pay through that'll turn your bonuses into cash. Experience the difference? Go to betrivers.com. You'll see it for yourself. You got to be 21. President Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. This mother out. Turn this mother out. Well, kids, we've reached that point of the show. Ramos versus Gottlieb. Bet River, uh, check out the latest lines from World of Sports, the Bet River Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You've got to be 21. President in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's get to the press. The press. The press is brought to you by Hustler Turf, the brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their business. And for us weekend, Joe's Hustler Turf also has a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com for a dealer, you know, find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. Dan Beyer, what do you got? Doug, today it is a special edition of the press as when we are on remote and John Ramos is present, you and John go head-to-head and name that blank. And usually it's at name an NFL training that camp. that Blank. But today it's at Radio Row at Super Bowl 56. So Who we are playing Arthur? Name <laughs> That Bengal. We oh. play this like Name That Tune for those that haven't seen the show. I offer up a number of bids and then these two bid back and forth on how many notes they need to be able to name that Cincinnati Bengal. John Ramos, since you are the visiting team, we will start the bidding with you for one point. We'll start the bidding at six notes. Yeah, I'll name that tune in six. Or name that bangle, sorry. I'll name that bangle in three. Oh, jeez. Okay. Doug, name that bangle. Three. Okay, I got okay. Three, all right, Doug. Right? All right. He's a three-time Pro Bowler uh-huh. with a career passer rating of 87.9, uh-huh. and you are friends with him. Who is this Cincinnati Bengal? Who is Carson Palmer? That is correct. Oh. One point for Doug Gottlieb right off won. the board. Hoo-yah! He He also oh, led the NFL in touchdown passes in 2005, was the first overall pick in 2003, and took part in our one and only Premier Network's golf outing a few years and, back. And twice, twice, he signed the biggest contract in the history of sport and been injured in the subsequent game, right? 
No, it's just bad luck. If John. I would have chose, you wouldn't have used a friend of yours, right? <laughs> no, it would have been two. It would have been, been he's friends with Doug. That's okay. it. Yeah, it would have. Okay, got yeah, it. We don't veer off the script here. Yeah. I learned that. I learned that from uh, uh, Peter Tamarkin. Right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, here we go. One up, one up, one up, one up. Let's go. I gotta, I've got to defend Doug is up one point to nothing. I think I lost the last one of these, right? Yeah, I think you did, yeah. By luck. Two points on the board. Doug, we start the bidding with you at six notes. I'll go three notes. Three notes. Doug. Okay, I'll go two. I'll name that Bengal two notes. I need to come back. Go for it. Okay, he is the Bengals' all-time leading rusher. All right. And he actually finished his career with the Patriots, where he won a Super Bowl in Super Bowl Thirty Nine. <laughs> Who is this Cincinnati Bengal? Jeez, mm, Louise. I don't know. Do you want to take any guess? Bengal running back? The only one I know would be uh, Icky Woods, but I don't think he finished oh, with that. Is uh, that your answer? Yeah, my Icky Woods. Oh, uh, no, sorry. It was Corey no, Dillon. Corey. Well, you looked it up. <laughs> on the, you already got the points. I see you have Pro Football Reference already up on your screen. I do not, by the way. Just FYI. <laughs> Corey Dillon. Mm. Uh, he was the team's Should all-time leading first, rusher. What, what if you would, would, would a third guess with a third uh, thing be he's a two-first name guy? <laughs> <laughs> Is, is Dylan a first name? Have yeah, we gone it into can that? be, yeah. It's spelled yeah. differently, but spelled yeah, Dylan. Differently, yeah. yeah, a lot of names can be first names. They shouldn't, but a lot of <laughs> names are. Uh, he was also taken by the Padres in 1993. Ooh, yes. I didn't know that. He was a second-round pick of the Bengals in 97. Broke Jim Brown's rookie record for 204, or with 240 yards rushing in one game his rookie season and went to the University of Washington after a couple of Juco stints. All right, it's down to this. Mm. Final question, four points on the board. So, John, you could still win despite yes. being down 3 nothing and name that bangle. John Ramos, who likes to go 6, 5, 4, 3 in bidding, <laughs> we start the bidding with you in six notes. I'll start at five, five bangle notes. Five bangle notes. Uh, I'll go with uh, three bangle notes. <sighs> Doug, name that bangle. All right. Uh, this uh, this bangle. Actually played for the Bloomington Edge in the IFL late in his career. Is 18th all-time in receiving yards for the Bengals and was a two-time consensus All-American. Two-time consensus All-American? Yes. He's a Bengal? Yes. He played for the Bloomington Edge in the IFL. 18th all-time in receiving yards for the Bengals. How many Bengals. guesses do I get? One guess. Two-time consensus All-American in college. So everybody thought he was an All-American. Okay. I, I mean, I think I know who it is, but... All right. Free Shoes University, right? <laughs> Peter Warwick? Yeah, that is correct. It is Peter Warwick. Wow. Yes. He, uh, he also signed contracts, never played in the leagues, but signed contracts with teams in the CFL, the Arena Football League, and the Continental Indoor Football League. Jeez. Was the fourth overall pick of the 2000 draft. Once got a huge discount at Dillard's and uh, when he was at <laughs> Florida University. State. Yes, yes. and uh, two-time All-American. Shut out. Shout out to Peter Warwick. Uh, and Doug, that, you win. Yes. And that is, in fact, the press. Good job, John. Thank you. That was the press. John, tomorrow I want you to come to the set and bring donuts <laughs> because you just got a donut <laughs> in your point total. Very <laughs> true. true. Uh, the, good, the good news is you did it in front of our boss. That's even, that's even, even yeah. better part. Now clean up the table. Back tomorrow. Clean up the table, John. Fox Sports Radio.